This podcast is brought to you by She Society, sharing the perspectives and stories of women Australia-wide. Hello and welcome to Buzzing About Books with Michelle Beasley. I'm Michelle Beasley from She Society and in this edition we're going to be talking about books that are great for the June-July school holidays. Now the first one that I'm going to talk about is one I told you I was going to read last time. It's The Code Breakers by Ali Sinclair. Now Ali is a local Australian author and she's written about the women in Brisbane who dedicated their lives to their country but no one ever knew about them and it centres on a lady called Ellie, Ellie O'Sullivan, who helps the war effort with her engineering skills for Qantas first and then she's recruited into Central Bureau, which is an intelligence organisation that works with England's Bletchley Park code breakers. Now, they're situated in a garage in a suburb called Ascot, which is here in Brisbane, and Ellie finds friends, she falls in love, she helps her country uh, win freedom, and this elite group of women enter into this world of secrets, deciphering enemy communications to change the course of the war. It's immense pressure, and they really can't relieve the pressure by telling the friends, the many friends that they have, so they have to rely on and live with each other. Um, she struggles with this promise, and a wedge grows between her and the man she holds dear. So when he asks questions that she's forbidden to answer, how will she prevent this double life she's leading from unravelling? And it's a compelling and very well-researched story by Ali. So that's one if you're interested in historical fiction and fiction centred on the war, the code breakers might just be for you. Beautiful cover there, lovely house in the background and some aeroplanes in the sky. So it's 1943 in Queensland and for the women of Australia's Bletchley Park, their silence comes at a cost. So that was that one. What I've been really looking forward to is Beth O'Leary's The Road Trip. Now, I loved her first two, The Flat Share and The Switch. Uh, the Road Trip is still very good and very well written, but in some parts it seemed like it was a little bit young for me personally. But the story is a great premise and Beth writes beautifully. And also the setting, which is the south of France. This is one of my favourite settings. It's where I set a lot of my own stories. So that appealed to me too. So it, most of the action happens in a little mini car and that's owned by um, Deb, who is the sister to Addie. Now they're very, very close. And when they were young, they stayed in the south of France and were caretakers at a chateau. And Along came Dylan and he was staying there. His uncle showed up, but Dylan and Addie had a romance. So we don't know what's happened to them. They're exes at the time of the road trip. So they're going to a friend's wedding in rural Scotland when they're run into, Addie and her sister are run into by Dylan and his best mate, Marcus. So they have to give them a lift to Scotland. Also along the way is a friend called Rodney, who's an acquaintance. He's just asked for a lift via Facebook. So there are five of them squished into this car. Um, the playlist is all planned and they've packed their snacks. But 
um, with the others in there. It's a very um, ooh, emotional ride. So the car's jam-packed full of luggage and secrets. And with 400 miles ahead of them, Dylan and Addie can't avoid confronting the very messy history of their relationship. So you're wondering all the time, are they going to make it to the wedding? Will they make it together? Or, and more importantly, is this really the end of the road for Addie and Dylan? It's a really charming story. You get to know the characters really well. It's about friendship and romance and family bonds and how once someone's been in your family, how do you ever let go? So it's a really charming story. It's romantic and steamy in places it's much more of a romance than her previous works so um, it's already a huge hit around the world and yeah that's one a great holiday read while you're on the beach or traveling in the car the road trip by beth o'leary and that was recommended to me by my friend maya Linnell. now i received an advanced reader copy of maya's third book in the McIntyre sister series, Magpie's Bend. This story, it tells the story of Lara. Now Lara's a bush nurse, a runner and single mum to her young daughter. Now when her daughter goes off to boarding school, Lara tries not to show how lowly she is but her only real friend is her snake chasing kelpie called basil so she and basil go off running together and she just makes a really um, routine life for herself in the town so she runs exercise classes she meets up with her family but no romance in lara's life and she's probably the prickliest of all the sisters and in this novel we find out why then when something happens an accident in the local shop and post office the first person on the scene is rural journalist toby paxton and the handsome toby sets lara's heart racing even though she won't admit it at first so the small country town of Bridgefield can't manage without their general store and post office but Lara can't stomach the idea of out-of-town buyers revamping it with no regard for what the residents want or need and it's so funny hearing the the different characters who come along trying to buy the shop and what they're going to do to it from an American diner to a really trendy cafe with all the city avo on toast crowd and and sort of hippie culture so yeah there are so many different ideas so lara puts things into action with the help of the locals and loyalties are put to the test as the locals attempt to save the shop with personal agendas old grudges and misunderstandings threatening their best efforts uh, there's a black tie ball, a fun run. In the midst of that, Lara takes on a, a magpie called Vegemite. And it's all about rural lives, family, love and letting go. And Lara and Toby have one of those um, push and pull sort of relationships. So you're not sure will they or won't they. Can she trust him? What's his view on everything going on? So it's a really, really great read about living in country Australia and Maya's down-to-earth good humour give the story great authenticity. You'll also be wanting to bake. She has lots of mouth-watering treats featured throughout the book and 
yes, it's it's a very wonderful snapshot of rural life and you'll get to know Bridgefield and, and all the community very well by the end. So that's a great one to read in the holidays. Um, she knows how to tug at your heartstrings and, yeah, I, I couldn't put it down till the end. So Maya Linnell, Magpies Bend. And at the moment, Maya is touring around Queensland. She'll be at the Moreton Bay Readers and Writers Festival, also Belimba Library, I believe, and Victoria Point. And then she's going back to Victoria to hopefully do her Victorian leg of the tour, which she couldn't do for last year's Bottle Brush Creek because of the COVID situation. So hopefully she'll be able to do that this year and her readers can meet her in person and get their books signed. Now, whilst I've been reading these few, I've also been reading Gallipoli, The War Nobody Won and The Man Whose Life It Stole. Now, this is from Ken Lord, who you might remember me saying he was a local celebrity. He used to write for the Courier-Mail, the social pages um, and events and things like that. And this is a special souvenir edition. I'm really enjoying it because he has diary entries throughout, which were actually written by his own dad and he has a unique perspective on the war. He knows how it affected his father. He knows how he came back and the stories that his mum told him and his diary also gives a record of every day that he was there. So sometimes it can get too horrific. That's why it's taken me a little bit longer to read it because the conditions that he was living in and things that he was put through can be quite harrowing. But that's the realism of it all. And I think we need to read books like these. So this one would be really good as a Father's Day present or if someone you know um, has an interest, a historical interest in Gallipoli, it's a really good true story based on his diary, conversations during his dad's surviving years and his mother's reminiscence after his death. So Australians like Ken's dad helped the country he loved to stay alive and free. His time is long gone, but his legacy has not. So that's Gallipoli by Ken Lord. I'm also reading another coffee table book that I got for my birthday which is Dior in Bloom, and it's a beautiful hard-covered book, and it tells all about Dior, his family home, his love of flowers. So I'm slowly making my way through that one, flipping through, looking at the photos, reading all about how the motive, the rose motive, came to be so important, and all the flowers came to be so important to Dior, and that one is available from where is it flammarian books i think so yeah look out for that if you're after a really good coffee table book now fiction that i'm reading last time i went to the lifeline book fest i bought a huge wad of books which have seen me all through covid19 which has been wonderful and i'm down to about two of my last ones and this one that i'm reading now is jody picot salem falls now i've got 
most of her back catalogue, but I hadn't read this one before. And actually, once I started, I think I might have avoided this one because it tells about a teacher. Now, Jack St. Bride was once a beloved teacher at a private girls' school until a student's crush sparked a powder keg of accusation and robbed him of his career and reputation. After a devastatingly public ordeal that left him with an eight-month jail sentence and no job, Jack resolves to pick up the pieces of his life. He takes a job washing dishes at Addie Peabody's diner in the quiet New England village of Salem Falls and he slowly starts to form a relationship with her. And Addie has her own backstory as well, which they have a lot of things in common. Then a quartet of teenage girls harbouring dark secrets maliciously target Jack with a shattering allegation. Who could think it could happen again? Now at the centre of a modern day witch hunt, Jack is forced once again to proclaim his innocence to a town searching for answers to a justice system where truth becomes a slippery concept written in shades of grey and also for the woman who has come to love him. So as Always with Jodie's work, it's written in such a distinct style and from the point of view of the different people in the story. So I always love that. I'd actually like to write a story like that myself one day and with the morals and values. And it sort of shows us, do we go with the mob and, and lynch someone when we don't know all the facts or do we listen to this person's story? Is it true? Have they really changed or did anything happen in the first place? It's all of those shades of grey that I love in her work and, yes, it's it's really keeping me awake long into the night trying to find out what finally happens. So that's the book that I'm reading at the moment. Next one I'm going to read is the last one from my um, Lifeline Bookfest haul and it's Harlan Coben and it's a thriller called Promise Me. It's only a small book but it tells the story of Myron Bolitar's mobile phone rings at 2.17am. It's Amy Beale, a frightened teenager who is called the one adult who had promised to help her if she ever got into trouble. Myron collects Amy from a cold street corner, but she persuades him not to take her home but to drop her off at an unknown address in the suburbs. And with a final wave from a darkened porch, Amy disappears into the night. Driven by guilt and desperation of her family, Myron is determined to find Amy, whatever the cost. But he doesn't realise just how far people will go to protect the ones they love. So Harlan Coben's books are always, always good. And the actual uh, blurb reminded me a little bit of Mayor of Easttown that I've been watching on TV. Brilliant show if you haven't watched it with Kate Winslet and Guy Pearce. So I think I'm going to enjoy that. I like reading a thriller after I've read a few romances and, and modern stories. So that's my reading for the moment. Now, I'm also looking forward to reading Sisters of the Resistance by Christine Wells, which tells the story of Catherine Dior, who many of you may know was a spy during the war. So um, Christine writes wonderful historical fiction, so that might be one of my next reads. And I'm also 
intrigued by the premise of Before You Knew My Name. That's been one on everyone's lips. And that's about a girl who's been murdered and two other women go and try and find out who she was and why. So it actually starts with the murder of someone and then goes from there. So that's a really interesting premise to me. So I'll try and look out for that one. Now, if you're looking for something to do these school holidays in Brisbane, the Lifeline Book Fest is going until Sunday. So go and stock up on some books just in case we get locked down like our poor Sydney sisters. So that should be, oh, just wear your mask and, and it's quite COVID safe. And if you check in and keep your distance, you should be able to get a good haul of books um, as you can see, my last haul, which was probably in 2019 or early 2020, has lasted me a very long time. So I go with my little list of authors that I'm looking for and any gaps that I've got in my favourite author's books and you can usually find them there. So I have a great time doing that. So that's on now. You can also see Maya on her book tour and... Yes, there's heaps going on in Brisbane at the moment, lots of author talks and I just did a little talk for the local Probus Club here, the Ashgrove Probus Club um, out at Walkabout Creek about my writing life. So that was really fun to do, to tell them about my column and my short story writing and my novella. novella. So yeah, lots on so just look out in your local guides so heaps of buzzing about books this time I haven't been reading as much I went down to Sydney for fashion week which was wonderful so if you'd like to read some of those stories they're on She Society right now and I also have a review of Maya's book Magpie's Ben we've got a few reviews up there that you might enjoy so that's all from me for now I hope you're enjoying your reading these holidays, that you get a chance to lie on a beach somewhere or in the mountains and relax and read. And I hope the school holidays are treating you well. And if you're in lockdown, well, there's no better time to read, is there? I hope I've given you a few ideas of some new books that you might enjoy. So until next time, stay sparkly. This podcast is brought to you by She Society. 